You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast with your host, Matt Labrie. I can't believe we're already 17 days into the new year, but that's exactly what happens when you love what you do. And for me, loving what I do revolves all around making an impact. And I'll tell you one thing, for the past 17 days, I have been doing just that. Some big things coming in 2019. And you want to know what? That's exactly what we're going to continue to do today with my special guest on the show, Mr. David Breer. Before I introduce David, I want to let everyone know that there is still time to grab a free audiobook on Audible through our partnership. All you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. There are absolutely no strings attached and it is a great way to get ahead in the new year. Optimize all of that net time. Feel free to get any book of your choice at that for literally zero dollars. For anyone that doesn't understand zero dollars, that means free 99. <laughs> literally a gift from our show to you. So make sure you take advantage of that. Now, today we are joined by my good friend, Mr. David Breer, who is an internationally recognized branding expert, rebranding specialist, and a highly ranked worldwide author for Branding by Clout. His new book, Brand Intervention, 33 Steps to Transform the Brand that You Have into the Brand that You Need. It has a foreword by Shark Tank investor, my old boss, Mr. Damon John, and it is a number one Amazon bestseller. So let's jump right in and be educated by the man himself. David, man, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, man. Glad to have it. Glad, I'm glad to actually be here and glad that, that you invited me to participate in your decoding success. I love that. I appreciate that, man. Welcome back to America, too. I know you were just over in Europe, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Slovenia, which I had to look up. I had to look up on a map. I had no freaking clue where the hell that was. It was it's, below, <laughs> it's south of Austria, and it is across the water from Croatia. Amazing. And, and so actually. During the breaks, there was a beautiful balcony that overlooked where they were serving drinks and or, you know, sort of appetizers and light snacks overlooking the Adriatic Sea when you could see Croatia right across the water. So it was, it was actually a very cool little place to have uh, breaks during the day. I'm sure that was beautiful. So you ready to hop right into this? Totally. Let's do it. So the way I've been starting off these shows, specifically the interviews, is asking the individual what success means to them. And the reason I'm doing that is because I want to prove that everyone has or can have their own definition of success. So can you tell us, what does success mean to you? Success means to me that those that I interact with end up really, um, there's a word that came to mind that I hate using because it's too cliched. I was going to say that they feel empowered, but that's, but they're, but it's true. I like to have it so that when I'm done with people, whether it's a casual conversation or whether they've hired me to work with their brand or, or even for personal or business, that they end up with a richer sense of who they are, their role in the world, and their ability to actually realize that they're an integral part of the, world, of the progress of the world, that they actually do matter, that they do make a difference, and that they're awesome. And so that's, that's very much what it's about for me. And obviously, that shows up in different metrics. If I'm there to help them as a business, it'll show up in terms of increased business, increased brand presence. If, it, if it's there on a different front, it'll show up in their ability to now 
sees their problems um, aggressively go after their goals and aspirations so that in a way that they know that they're bigger than it because, you know, they're the ones that put the stake in the ground. They're the ones that made the decision that this is something worth fighting for, that this is something worth backing up. And they don't need to back down from that stuff, that if they run into challenges, so freaking what? We all run into challenges. I mean, that's, that's, that's called part of the game. Yeah, I, I could really vibe with that. And the, the two things that I think are subliminally within that message or that definition that you just gave us are purpose and fulfillment. You know, And what you're saying to me, uh, the way I'm interpreting it is the fact that you like to help people find their purpose and to feel fulfilled. So this is almost a curveball because uh, I didn't plan to ask you this, but how do you do that? How do you help people find their purpose? Because I, I think that's one thing that people struggle with whether that's finding their passion or something of the sort. You know, I, I recently just had two years where I, I had no clue what my passion was. And the years before that, I thought my passion was making money, which is pretty shitty. So right. how, right. Do you, how, how, does, how do you do that? Well, I mean, one of the ways, I mean, I, I make sure to really steer very, very clear. I, as you know, I'm all about differentiation. Um, and, I, and I make sure that people use the tool of differentiation uh, in their lives, in their businesses, whether, whether personal or business. And so I know that, for example, problems, obstacles, things that you and I run into in life, that stuff doesn't have the ability to change or pivot. In other words, a problem comes along and you have to now overcome that problem. So it might be a gatekeeper or it might be Oh, all of a sudden you got you, there's there's more more barriers to entry than you thought were possible, or it might be taking longer than you anticipated, or whatever. So freaking what? The power that we have as individuals, as people, as as sentient, meaning perceptive individuals, we have the ability to observe, to recalibrate, to to differentiate. And if we get lazy about stuff, if we go on what I call autopilot, then we are abandoning that ability. We, have, we can do things as, as individuals that random things, a wall, for example, that you might have to climb, that wall isn't going to change and morph and do various things and say, oh, I'm now going to become taller. I'm gonna, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not like art, the whole is science fiction, artificial intelligence crap. I think people are obsessed with it to a point where it's like, get a life. It's like, just come back down to earth and like, let's get, let's get something real done. So what I do is I work with people and clients to get them up to a point where they realize that they are a force to be reckoned with, that no, that no goal is bigger than them, right? That they are as big as that goal. And if they don't think that, and I, and I go the opposite, it's like if, if people are kind of a little bit sometimes overwhelmed by a particular goal, my leaning is I make it bigger as opposed to backing it down so that they can sort of grow up to it, blah, 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 blah. I don't baby them. I, don't, I just, I kind of go, you know what? I don't buy it. You're bigger than that. And I'll just, I'll oftentimes double or triple that problem so that they all of a sudden, all of a sudden what was for previously overwhelming, now that seems like nothing, right? Because all of a sudden they've been <laughs> two times or three times that amount of, of challenge. And so now they have to, all of a sudden they're finding resources that five minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, an hour ago, they didn't think they had. 
So I'm all about really getting people, businesses, brands, causes, uh, purposes um, to recognize their innate ability to rise to the occasion and to kick butt. I love that. No, that's great stuff, man. And you know, during that, you just you mentioned the key word, which I felt like was differentiation. And yep. you and I both know branding is actually the art of differentiation. So let's hop right into that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I personally believe I'm, I'm huge on my personal brand. I know you're huge on branding in general from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint. Yep. And no matter what field you're in, you could be a teacher, doctor, uh, physical therapist, delivery driver, like whatever the case is, business owner your personal brand matters and it could take you to the next level. So what are the keys to building a successful personal brand? Does it come down to those four pillars of branding, you know, having that recognizable image, the trust and loyalty, you know, the consistent delivery, you know, having that clear target, or is it more to that? I think it's, I think it's more to that. I think, I think it's more to that and, and, and more and less. And what I mean by that is this. Oftentimes when I hear people talk about developing a brand, whether it be personal or business, they'll talk about revenue and they'll talk about followers and they'll talk about subscribers and they'll talk about influence. They'll talk about all these various things. And what I always, like 90 plus percent of the time when people or companies are talking about that, they're talking about those things as that those are like things that are the causative factors. Those are not the causative factors with regard to a brand. Those are the results of one being causative in the first place, right? Those things are the outcomes of you being a, a force to be reckoned with. By having something worthwhile to communicate, all of a sudden you'll have started having some influence and you start having some followers. By providing more value and by actually giving more than you are ever expecting back puts you in a stronger position. It actually puts you in a position where all of a sudden People have a newfound respect for you because, because you're able – so in other words, it's like not confusing. And, and, and part of this, I remember it was actually Simon Sinek, who's a great thought leader and author. You know, he had said one thing in, in his TED Talk where he talked about why are you doing what you're doing. And when he said that, he goes, when someone asked money, I remember him – I remember what he said with regard to that. And I love that, which was he said, no, money is the result of your actions. It's not the reason why. And I always love that. So, so you, you, don't, you don't show up at work. Why, you should, why are you going to work? Why are you doing this for a living? Well, for the, for the paycheck. No, the paycheck is the outcome of the reason you're doing things. It's not the reason you're doing things. So that to me is one thing that I very much go over. It's like, w let's look at the things that might be desirable outcomes and be very clear about having them in the outcome column. Number of followers is not how you became famous. Number of followers is the result of you being influential and providing good information and, and, and good uh, ammunition for people to use in life and career and work. And so that's the thing that I go over in terms of developing those. Yes, you need to have a good, strong brand. Yes, you need to be identifiable. Yes, you need to use design. Yes, you need to be smart with your language and smart with your, your point of distinction and differentiation. You do need to have all of those things. And those are the things that you cause. Those, are the, those aren't the things that just happen to you. You cause them. You decide on them. You make them happen decisively. And that kind of conviction and that kind of commitment and that ownership is what makes the difference.
Yeah, that ties in. That literally ties in hand in hand with your, you know, your definition of success and helping people find their purpose and things of that sort. So that, that's amazing. What, let me ask you, what do you feel is the most common reason as to why someone's personal brand doesn't amount to what it can potentially be? Uh, because they're, they're mishmashing the outside world with what they think people may want to hear or may want to be exposed to or this, that, the other with what's really true for them as a brand or as a person. And, yeah. and those, are different, those are different worlds. You know, those are different worlds. It's like you, if you showed up at a party trying to blend in, you're going to be, you'll, you'll go insane, right? You're trying to be nice to everybody. You're trying to like do this and you're trying to brown nose everybody. And do, it's just going to be bullshit. It's going to be very shallow, right? It's going to be very superficial. It's going to be a pretense and no one ever gets to know who you are. So what if you actually showed up, you decided to listen, you decided to engage, you decided to actually have as an objective that, you know what, I'd like to add value to every conversation that I have. I'd like that person to feel a little enriched, a little empowered, a little bit more of themselves as a result. That would, those would be good outcomes if I went someplace. Because, because there's an enormous difference with the person that shows up with that criteria versus someone else. Like, you know, I mean, like, for example, like LA has a very rap, bad reputation because everyone's just showing up for themselves, right? You know, like parties and this, not the other. It's, it's very, it tends to be a very self-serving kind of culture, reputation-wise. I mean, there are some exceptions. But, you know, a lot of it is like, hey, people are just showing up and shaking your hand just because, you know, they, it's like they want to make sure that you know them. Yeah. Right. And so that's very, very superficial. And so, you know, which way is, which way is the arrow going? Are you showing up with the arrows facing outward where you're giving and you're providing value or is it you showing up because we've all been there. We've all been around people who are like life suckers, right? It's like, you know, that they're only hanging out with you because they think they can get something from you. For sure. And that's a very, and, 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 you know, and that party can't come to an end quickly enough. Your your car cannot be valeted fast enough. You know, someone yeah. can't come over and rescue you. You know, quickly enough. <laughs> you know, in that kind of circumstance, <laughs> being saved from it for sure. So, while saying all that, I felt like the word that was ringing in my mind was the word authentic or authenticity. Right. True. Yep. So, I, I my thing is like people always stick to those strategies for survival and using that example of being at a party and, you know, kind of um, jumping into every conversation and kind of making it me, 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 you know, and not being authentic because there's times where it's like, you need to put your pride aside and focus on the prize. And that prize might be learning something more. So in terms of those strategies for survival, you know, the whole looking good, the being right, the being in control or not being controlled and the avoiding of the pain. How do you, how do you stay authentic in a situation like that? You know, when it I'll, comes I'll to- tell you, I'll tell you exactly how let's, and, and I'll tell you by, by manner of example, let's look at some of the most memorable and celebrated authors, thought influencers, thought leaders, etc. And you take a look at, and, and the interesting thing, the names I'm going to drop, are very, very, very different and very distinct from one another, but they share one particular quality. So let's take a look. All right, so everyone knows Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay, so that's one person. Then we take a look at, let's say, uh, 
uh, Damon John, which we both know. And so you can take Damon. And then let, and let's take a look at Simon Sinek. That's another one. Let's take a look at Seth Godin. Four very different personalities, okay? Now, the interesting thing, four very, very different personalities. You know, Damon's like, you know, he's got the urban cool, uh, grew up in the same neighborhoods I grew up in. Um, you've got, you've got uh, Gary V, Jersey boy. You know, he's like, you know, Captain Potty Mouth of like the freaking, you know, of, of, <laughs> of the business world. And then you got, and then you got Seth Godin, you know, intellectual, smart, very human. And Simon Sinek, very insightful. So you just take those four. Now, the common thing with all of those that makes it work is they're all endlessly curious and endlessly interested. So in other words, so you got Gary V. while he's passionate and he's dropping F-bombs here and there, he is engaged in, why are you, as a consumer or an entrepreneur, doing this? And here's the excuses and the stories you're telling yourself, and this and that, the other, da, 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 da. He, Is he talking about himself? No. He's talking about you, the listener. Same thing with Simon Sinek. You know, he's talking about how to be a good leader or how to be, or, or, or your why or whatever. Seth Godin, he talks about the human condition a lot, you know, and then you've got Damon who very much talks, very much talks a lot about, you know, growing up, you know, with a single mom and, you know, and, and how he kind of came through the ranks of, he made choices, but it's about, but he was interested. He was an observer of life. He was exposed to very different, you know, like Jewish, white, black, different ethnics and all this kind of thing and hip hop and whatever. and. He made his choices. Was he going to end up becoming someone who ended up selling drugs and basically probably ending up in jail? Or was he, did he want to take a different path? But there was an interest. So to me, the, defining, the real defining line there is if you are interested, you will actually, that will, that will allow you to really survive the marathon. Yeah, no, that's great info right there. So let me ask you, do you have any or a story you can share that shows how important personal branding really is? Because I feel like we all are the CEO of our own brand, whether we like it or not, right? Yep. Yep. Do you have anything to share to show people that are just like, oh, you know, fuck it. I don't, I don't really care about my personal brand. You know, people think personal branding might mean, you know, fucking not putting something up on, um, Instagram or Twitter or whatever the case is that represents them in a, in a great manner, you know, that they don't want to do that. Do you have any, uh, any way to show the importance of that through a story? Completely. Well, I mean, first of all, there's a few, few things. First of all, there's one thing that I've been known to say, which is endlessly true, which is that if you don't give the market the story to talk about, the market will make up that story for you. Yeah. That's, the, that's just a fact. You need to own the fact that that is true. It's not like, well, maybe it's not true in my case. Bullshit. It's true. If you do not fill the void, people will fill the void. People don't like an empty cup when it comes to a person. If they, and let's look at some practical applications. When someone introduces themselves and tries to connect with me, what's the first thing I do? I check them out. I Google them. I know a lot of people do that as well. Now what happens? If I see a lot of stuff and I'm like, whoa, they're engaged a lot and they're sharing content and they're followed this, that, the other. That's like, okay, 
I don't have to, I don't have to fill that up. Right. I mean, like they filled that up for me. I can now conclude they are actually a real active hustling professional of whatever sort they are. It doesn't matter the career. And now flip side, I Google them and I see nothing. I love, especially I love the, the social gurus, gurus, quote unquote, who approach <laughs> me and say, Hey man, you know, I could really, really, really change your thing. And they've got 43 followers on Instagram or something stupid like that. You know what I mean? It's just like kind of like, dude, it's like, you know, get your shit together before you actually approach me. Um, but then of course, what do I then do? I immediately think, you know, this guy's a charlatan. Uh, they're, they're probably full of shit. They, you know, they can't even connect with people. I, I start filling in all of their story because they didn't. So it's not a matter of do you have a story or not. You have a story. Now, either you're going to own it and navigate that ship, or it will be navigated for you by the industry with whatever whims and with whatever industry you're in. You know, let's say if you were, let's say you were a lawyer and you didn't, you, you had a, a, a poor social following. Someone might say, wow, man, he's, he's, a, he's just like every other lawyer. He probably sucks. You know, he's probably overpriced and he probably offends people and he probably represents weird, questionable clientele, blah, 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 blah. So in other words, people start filling in if you don't do it. So that to me is, I mean, I always like to give people a practical reason why. I'm, I'm not about rules. I'm about knowledge. That's one thing that, that's, that has become really like a mantra for me is that rules enable you to follow. Knowledge enables you to lead. So I don't, I'm not, not one to say, Hey, here's like the, here's the five or 10 things that you should now follow. So you can now become a, 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 you know, a bozo on autopilot, you know, like every other idiot, I'd rather give you knowledge and insights so that you actually, when you now run across X, Y, Z, whatever that is, you can think on your feet, you can pivot, you can have judgment, you can extrapolate because here's another key point. Oftentimes, when it comes to the ability to think, most people operate on the idea of extrapolating, which is you know the, the taking of the taking of, of uh, connecting of dots based on a number of observed things. But people oftentimes will extrapolate, having observed what happened in the past, to extrapolate something in the present. I like to go the other way. I like to go extrapolating from the present, so as to then extrapolate into the future. Because that's where we're headed. That's where you and I are headed. Tomorrow, we're not headed to yesterday. Tomorrow, we're in, in, into tomorrow. Next five, next month, next quarter, next six months, next year, next two years. I like to extrapolate into the future. And that's, that, to me, gets exciting. For sure. So all in all, if you're not telling your own story, the industry is going to tell it for you. So you might as well take full advantage of... Take full know. advantage. Yeah. The, the, the illusion, the illusion that... Oh, well, I'm only a blank, 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 fill in the blank. So, I mean, you're, you're going to have any, all types of listeners listening to this program. So whatever their industry, everybody, everybody at some point is going to run into some sort of excuse. Well, I'm just a blank. Therefore, you know, they, they make less of themselves. Yeah. When they're doing that, to me, that's an excuse. That's an excuse, meaning you might as well say, you know what? I really don't give a shit about my future. And obviously, I'm going to buy the fact that I'm irrelevant. And, and by me saying that, I bought the fact that I'm irrelevant. And so if you, if you think you're that freaking irrelevant, well, then there's the door. You're, yeah. not, you're not of any value to yourself. You're not of any value to me. For sure. Now, on, on the whole topic of stories, do you have a story that 
you know, maybe you got a piece of advice, whether that was direct or indirect or subliminal that you didn't want to hear at the time, but it proved to be true. And this could be about branding. It could be about literally anything in life that, you know, ties into your, your success. I think I'm, I think I'm going to basically probably on that one, I'll probably say that my, my wife, one of the things that I love about my wife is that she's, she always was always not was always is observant, very astute. She's, I mean, she just like, she, I remember when we first got together, I was blown away and, and, and enamored with her ability to see things with a clarity that I could appreciate, but couldn't quite come to those conclusions myself at the time. Um, and so she would, would say, you're, you're, you know, like, for example, one of the things that would tend to happen you know, I would, you know, we would look at a project or something like that. And she would say, you know what, that, that your estimation of time on that is not correct. That you're, you're going to take much longer, um, than you're actually estimating it out to be. And I'm going, no, that's not true. You know, I mean, me, me being, a me being a, one of the things, one of the advantages of being a New Yorker is that you can become an instant, you are, and you tend to be an instantaneous expert on all subjects, especially the ones that you know nothing about. So you never let something like mere facts stand in your way of being an expert on any particular subject. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of the amazing things of being a New Yorker. Now, my wife is not a New Yorker, even though she would absolutely, even though she has all the savvy and the smartness to completely survive in New York, but she's, she's a Midwestern girl. So the thing that happens is, is I remember when the first few times she would mention that and I was like, you're wrong, right? You're wrong. I mean, independent of all fact, you're, I knew that she was just absolutely wrong about that, that my estimation of the timing was more accurate than she was saying that it was. And so that was kind of like stuff that I eventually over time, if she was like, that's going to take you twice as long to, to do what you've just actually done, that I've learned to get a little more, a little more humble and welcoming um, of her assessment of what it's going to take. For sure. I like that. That was good. (laughs) That was really good. So now I've been asking this last question to literally everyone that comes on this show. And the reason I ask this question is because, you know, in my, in the past, I was a complete hard headed idiot, right? I needed info or advice or mentorship given to me the hard way. Otherwise I didn't learn it. So what I'm going to ask you, David, is to if you could be a blatant asshole right now or a blatant jerk, you know, when I had David Meltzer on here, I said, David, can you be a jerk? And he paused and he was like, wait, you want me to be a jerk? Like, yeah, I want you to be a jerk. I want you to be an a-hole and give people that want to achieve success some raw, uncensored advice. What would that be? Um, basically, I would say... Knock off the fucking excuses. I mean, completely and utterly. Just knock them off. And to put that in context, it's like this. Each and every one of us runs into challenges. If if you're not running into challenges, you're not alive. And to me, a challenge is synonymous with an aspiration, is synonymous with a goal. Because if I have a goal... To get there, there's going to be obstacles that I have to overcome. 
you know, it could be time, it could be stamina, it could be talent, it could be competition. There are various factors that can come into play. It could be a change of culture all of a sudden that I didn't that I didn't see coming, and I was like, ah. And I was thinking too short term, not long term enough. And so the thing is, is at the point, I, I about six months ago, something had happened, and I was it was one of my things that I was doing either for Alexa skills or I was doing something for my for my YouTube channel, and I realized that an excuse is simply a statement of me saying, by the way, that obstacle that I'm bitching about, I decided that that was bigger than me, and I gave up. I decided to stop persisting. I chose to end the game and allow it to win over me. And that's all that an excuse is. So to me, the whole thing about excuses is excuses are self-elected. There is nothing in the world that can outlast us because these things that we run into are themselves, and I don't care if it's another person, who decided that that person has more stamina than me? Me. Who decided that that obstacle was too big, that that dream was too big? Me. So the thing is, is get the hell out of your own way and realize Every excuse is a self-elected one. And look, if you, if, you know, as long as you do it knowingly, I don't care. But don't do it like, oh, well, you know, um, I'm a poor victim. I don't, I mean, I am, I'm a brutal, I'm a brutal, I'm a bastard when it comes to some people going like, oh, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, that, that, you know, that it's like, it's bigger than me and it's oh woe is me and it's like woe is you it's like get the freaking hell out of here that's bullshit i don't i do not feel sorry for people i do have empathy but it does not mean that i will feel sorry for you it does not mean that i will let you off the hook because you know what you own it and if i do anything less than that i'm doing you a disservice and i'm doing myself a disservice because i let you get away with something and let you live the illusion that something's bigger than you. And that is a crock of bullshit. I will refuse all the time to ever allow you to sit with the idea that something is bigger than you. That is bullshit. And that is me being, that, that's about as much asshole as I could be. I, trust me, 20 years ago, I could have been more of an asshole. But that's about, as, that's about now at least when I'm being an asshole. I'm actually, be, I'm, I'm helping you in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that, that was some great advice, seriously. And I, I totally agree with it. It's advice that I could actually use because I'm over here, you know, making excuses for myself every now and then. So it was definitely something that I could use too. So I appreciate that, David. Now, let me Absolutely. ask you, where can people find you on social? Uh, they can definitely, there's a number of places they can find me on social. First of all, they should definitely go to rising, R-I-S-I-N-G, risingabovethenoise.com. They should go there and they should subscribe. If, you're, if you live and you like to get shit done and you, and you care about branding for yourself or your business or getting, just getting stuff done in the world, go there. That's absolutely someplace they should go and subscribe. No question. They'll get, a free, they'll get the free ebook, The Lucky Brand. That's been like that, thousands of copies have been distributed around the world and, that, and that, they'll love that. That's one place they should go. They should definitely go to Amazon.com. They should buy my book, Brand Intervention, the hardcover copy. 
He goes, you know what? If you see me in the street and you're and you happen to have your copy with you, if you have a paperback, I will refuse to sign it. I want you to only have the best, and that's the hardcover. And but also go to my go to write go to um the uh, go to YouTube. I mean, I have one minute Wednesdays. You, I know that you've been checking those out and enjoying those. Those every Wednesday, those come out, and there's other ones. So there's on the average, there's about two a day. There's also Alexa skills. So if you have an Echo Dot or you just have an Amazon app, Alexa skill. It's the number one uh, number one Alexa skill on branding. And but you can also find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. You can definitely find me on Twitter. Um, but those are all all the different places. I am not shy and. There's a lot of amazing, amazing content. If you care about life and living, here's, here's one more opportunity for me to be an asshole. You would be an asshole to not subscribe to all the shit that I just told you about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, David. I appreciate you being here again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. My pleasure, man. I appreciate you. Sheesh. Now, did we get into that or what? That was such an awesome, insightful conversation with one of the most successful, if not the most successful, branding experts of our time. David is a true gentleman and an overall awesome individual. So make sure you connect with him on his social sites or his website or even through your Amazon Alexa. How crazy is that we can connect with people through that? And hey, if you feel like this episode impacted you, how about sharing it with someone you know that can use it? That would mean the absolute world to me. And on top of that, you can even even give them that free book that I mentioned in the beginning of the show. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. That's literally how I get the street cred, quote unquote, that street cred for the show. I also have one pretty big announcement. If you are in the New York City area, I always get asked where I'm speaking next. So if you're in the New York City area, I am speaking on February 15th in Brooklyn and February 23rd in Queens. These events are open to the public and it would be absolutely amazing to see you there. For more information on that, you can head over to my website, mattlebrie.com or hit me up directly. You know where to find me on social. It's at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S all across the board. It's always a pleasure rocking with you and I am so grateful that you tuned in yet again. Until next time, peace.